We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Kits and Wagers. I'm Adam Zedroik, joined by Chris Owen. We're back. The Premier League's back. Man, it's it's been a month and a half, Chris. The last time we talked, I don't actually, I don't know if we even talked in the last show. You were in England. You went to the Liverpool Southampton match. Tell us your experience at that match and and what's going on. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah, Adam, good to be back on the show. Here, it feels like it's been you know the better part of like five weeks, six weeks here. <laughs> We haven't done a show. Um, so, yeah, good, happy to be back here. And, yeah, last time we, we had a chatted, I think it was, yeah, like early November I was going. Um, I was on a little work, work trip with a uh, with a little detour up to Liverpool. Um, I figured if I had – if I was going to be there, I couldn't, you know, hold myself – I had to hold myself accountable, you know, make sure that I got up there to the, the game. So, yeah, amazing experience. You know, we saw – it was a 3-1 win. It was <laughs> – just kind of wild to see those guys in person and see like just the level of play specifically. I was like totally impressed, like how, how, how easy it is for Tiago to just like slide past defenders and, and spray balls all over the field. It's like something that doesn't really come out on the TV. You know, you obviously see him do some pretty impressive stuff, but it was uh, even more so impressive seeing that in person than, uh, yeah, I mean, they got a win. It was awesome. It was a beautiful, beautiful day there in Liverpool. So, yeah, excited to be back. And, you know, now that I can check that off my bucket list, you know, been a fan for since I was a little kid and, uh, you know, glad that that finally happened. But most importantly, we're back on Kits and Wagers. It's game week 17. We got some money to make. I think we got some fun little bets here. We're going to do three matches here. And we're a lot of unknowns going into this week. You know, I think we, we were both thinking that, but, uh, a bunch of matches on Boxing Day and then a couple more. We're, we are kind of doing this one a little early here on a Thursday uh, ahead of, is that Monday's matches? So um, a couple things could change. There's going to be some, probably a lot of differences with the lineups than what we're, what we're kind of seeing. But uh, there's some, there could be some cool, cool bets to make and some different, uh, different type of bets to, to kind of pursue. Anyways, new... what's, what's, what's new with you, Adam? I was, well, was going to ask, did you get a new warm up jacket there when I you're did. at the game? Nice. I did, yeah, yep. I kind of, I kind of went spillionaire at the club <laughs> shop there. Um, got a new yeah, arm the, up. All yeah. the stuff that's like priced up, all that, that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, oh, I gotta get something. So I got this and like one of the retro jerseys. Um, and then uh, word on the street, you know, don't 
don't tell my brothers or my my family, but they might be getting some, some new <laughs> Liverpool gear too. So nice. Um, yeah, right, I won't again. tell them to listen to the show yet. Yeah, hopefully they're not listening right now. I know they're not. But. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're just, uh, you're currently getting some snow over in Wisconsin. I'm about to get some snow. I'm doing some traveling before this storm hits. We're about to get, I don't know, between one to two feet of snow over by us and, and dropping temperatures as well. So uh, if if you saw the uh, the graphic up on YouTube, check that out. I put pictures of me and Chris up. We're just like walking around in in the woods, some snowy woods. And, and that's kind of what this, that's kind of what it's about to be for us in a couple of hours. So I don't think I even saw that. So, <laughs> but yeah, so premier league, as Chris was saying, uh, we'll, we'll try and figure this out. We've had, I don't know, maybe six or eight teams have played in cup matches Tuesday, Wednesday. And then we have Liverpool, Manchester city going on today in cup games. So we have that to kind of look at. Otherwise everyone was playing in friendlies. Newcastle was out in Dubai. There were teams in Spain there's teams all over throughout the breaks. And then we don't even know who's going to start for some of these teams because of world cup. Uh, so that will be a talking point. And then uh, I'm not even sure if we're talking about any of these teams here, but no, we're talking about the first match we're talking about is Southampton Brighton. Southampton, Nathan Jones, new manager. This will be their first league match with their new manager. Uh, they just beat uh, Lincoln City, I want to say, the other day, 2-1 and the Cup. And then another team, Wolves, has Lupetegi. Uh, the Wolves are going at Everton. So a couple teams with new managers uh, that were added over the break. So a couple things to check out before, before betting. You'll want to make sure you're – uh, not completely putting in the first half of the season into your bets when looking at this kind of thing. But, all right, this first game we're talking about here, Southampton, home against Brighton. You can get Southampton plus 235 to win Brighton minus – or plus 115, draws plus 245, over 2.5 goals, minus 115, under 2.5 goals, minus 115. These teams – both these teams played uh, Tuesday, I think, I think I want to say uh, earlier yeah. in the week. Yep. Brighton Tuesday. actually Brighton just lost. I thought yesterday in PKs. Yep. So Brighton have some injuries and McAllister's out. World Cup winning Alexis McAllister. He will not be playing. Adam Webster still battling some injury. Welbeck battling injury. Both guys were injured in a friendly. We got those things. We're not exactly sure who McCall- who's going to take McAllister's spot in the midfield. Could be Billy Gilmore. Could be something else. Southampton, as I mentioned, uh, well, they're getting KWP back. He played midweek, but again, they have a new manager. So with all that said, uh, and what are the the thoughts for this game here? The initial thoughts are there are a lot of variables in this this game. There's so many moving parts that we're not really totally sure about, specifically the lineups, you know, is the number one thing here. Uh, One thing we do know is that Brighton are going to be without McAllister, um, which is a pretty big miss for them. He's been getting consistent minutes and obviously played a big role for Argentina. Uh, Meanwhile, you know, both teams in the manager. So it's like, uh, they're going to play that same, like a similar style of what they have played, or should we expect, you know, something a bit different? I will say, I think that, just given some of the variables, some of these guys are coming back from World Cup. I know Brighton has a, a few players, uh, specifically Stupinan and then Casado, who are going to be. They play. I did see that they played in the League Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But, you know, those guys are going to be back in the lineup. I don't know if tired legs plays a role or or what here. But they should both be relatively full-strength lineups as they kind of, you know, looking at the lineups from Tuesday, they both were pretty, like, you know, close to their starting 11s of what they typically play. So it's just, like, no rest for the wicked a bit here. But I think just, like, given what we've seen from these teams in the first, I guess we're, what, game week 17 here. So they've played about 15, 16 games um, collectively, or each team has – that uh, I, I suspect there's going to be a few goals in this one. Um, just, you know, they're, they have, some of these guys have trained together for the last couple of weeks. Some of them are just getting back into training. Uh, there might not be the uh, as, syn- as synchronized as they have been defensively. And even prior to the, I guess, let's call it a, a lengthy World Cup break, you know, Southampton wasn't exactly airtight at the back. They gave up three to Liverpool, four to uh, Newcastle. Um, and then prior to that, I mean, a nice little 1-0 loss to Crystal Palace. But they've kind of been reeling in the Premier League. And then on the other side, we've got Brighton, who have been involved in a, a few matches where there's been a lot of, of goal scoring. So, you know, but going back to November, it was 3-2 against Wolverhampton. Um, and then a 2-1 loss to Aston Villa. And then uh, even, like, looking at some of the like the goals against for the, the season thus far, Southampton, Southampton have given up the third most amount of goals at 27 goals there. And then Brighton, you know, despite being, a, I guess they're in seventh right now, they've still given up quite a few goals, uh, 19 on the season. So all that said, I'm going to go here and I'm going to take uh, over two and a half goals at minus 115. So pretty decent odds. Um, but both teams not like defensive juggernauts. So that's kind of kind of where I'm at on this specific match. I don't know if you're, if you're feeling a similar way or if you got something different going. Uh, well, first question here. You mentioned the tired legs thing. I think it was Pep Guardiola was talking about how, so the players that didn't go to the World Cup, they had, you know, a one or two week break or something like that and to where they could do whatever they wanted almost. And Pep was saying that, you know, the guys that played in the World Cup are, are probably a little more fit because, you know, they they went right from Premier League to the World Cup to playing in training on a daily basis to where the guys that didn't go to the world cup didn't do that. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to say what the, what the difference is. If there is a difference, maybe yeah. um, do you think there's like a benefit to, to the world cup players? Uh, I mean, as we try and look at bets here, maybe, maybe not, maybe not specifically for this matchup. Cause I mean, you look at Southampton, I think, I guess, Bella Kochap, I think yeah. he was on the German team. And then you mentioned Stupignan and Caicedo and Mitama as well. I guess Trossard. I guess a bunch of guys in Brighton. Yeah, a bunch but, of guys, yeah. but do you think that kind of helps Brighton because those guys were, or maybe it, it we're, we're probably thinking about this too much and it doesn't matter? I think for these two teams, we might be thinking about it too much. I think what this, what the break does is. For, and this would be more for like a team like Arsenal who has who had you know through 15 16 games been like super impressive you know had really found like a really good run of form and then boom five week break where they're they're not they're not like still in that rhythm so I think that it hurts teams like that more whereas like teams like maybe for instance Southampton benefited from this you know they they had a little bit more some of the players got a little time off and then they had what two three weeks in a warm destination playing friendlies and and working on some training stuff so I think, you know, if there was an advantage maybe for this match um, and overall it's for the teams that weren't necessarily playing well and had some more time to like work on organizational aspects and, you know, give some key guys a couple minutes off. Um, so I think 
maybe advantage Southampton here, whereas Brighton had what what do we say like five or six guys go to the World Cup, and yeah. that could affect the continuity. But I, you know, it's, it's it's pretty tough to to kind of pull out the magic ball and be like, oh yeah, you know, this team will be way better off because they played you know less games, but they're not fit. You know, I'm sure these guys are are still you know in great shape. So right, you know, right. one to two weeks obviously helps guys get healthy too. You know, and maybe I don't know if they're working on their fitness or what, but I think you know benefit to the players who who had it off. I think, in my opinion, they got to be like mentally fatigued, physically fatigued for the guys who went, you know, and played. Yes, for some of them that made it into the knockout rounds, but yeah, I'd say more of an advantage for the teams that had less players go. But yeah, yeah, I wonder. Could totally be wrong too. <laughs> specifically for this situation, like Nathan Jones, I wonder if it was a thing where like some of these guys wanted to make a good impression with a new manager so they didn't they maybe they had the opportunity to take some time off but they didn't kind of a thing but obviously yeah. we don't know this um i will i want to point out that so nathan jones he came from luton town but in 2014 he was a caretaker manager for brighton and he also played with brighton he played 100 he has 159 appearances for brighton from 2000 2005 so uh, a bit of a, a matchup against one of his former teams here and where he got his uh, coaching career started. So it's pretty fun there. Yeah. A little, uh, re- I mean, we love a revenge game aspect, but I don't know if this necessarily sounds yeah. like a revenge game. So, <laughs> so yeah, you're like an over two and a half goals. I, I think I like that as well. The difficult thing is with Brighton. I mean, we just saw them. They're good at possession and their problem throughout the couple past couple of years, even under Deserby, I mean, they kind of figured things out before the break, but they just had that scoreless draw and lost in PKs because they just couldn't score. And I mean, you throw McAllister out of the lineup. I wonder how much that changes. But when you look at how these teams have played, I think the over two and a half makes most sense. Um, I'm I'm taking I think what is maybe a little more safer route. Uh, Brighton more corners in the first half instead of taking the full game. Um, this is just. Uh, I usually do the first half because, you know, if Brighton go up one goal or two goals in the first half and they're sitting back and then Southampton are getting a bunch of corners in the second half, that bet will lose. So this is kind of why I like taking these first half bets. I think Brighton are going to have more possession. They're going to be on the attack a little more. And, yeah, you can get them most corners in the first half at minus 115. Uh, We didn't really talk about this, uh, but in the World Cup, corner bets were – extremely difficult. I gave up betting on the corners because uh, there was a lot of times, uh, I don't know, I think it was Argentina. A lot of their matches were just like four corners, two corners. It's like, even though they had a ton of possession, there's no corners. So I'm pretty happy to be back in Premier League where (laughs) corner bets usually, uh, I don't know, I don't want to jinx myself here, but I think Premier League corner bets are easier to bet on than World Cup corner bets. And I guess in general, Premier League is easier to bet on than the World Cup. So I'm glad that we're kind of out of World Cup and back to Premier League, as you see my record there. So, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I'm always awesome. You know, I hadn't seen this graphic in five, six weeks here, but I'm I'm always awestruck here when we pull up the records. And (laughs) and Adam's 32 and 13 on Premier League bets here. And I, you know, let's let's call it like what, 15 of those bets are corner bets. So. You know, so he's a guy who knows what he's talking about when it comes to quarter bets. Um, but yeah, and up, up, you know, a hundred dollar bets up what twenty two hundred. So a decent little season here. Let's ho- hopefully we keep it going, and you know, we'll trust in the corner bets. I guess. 
Yeah, you say that. I pulled up this graphic too, and I was like, "Oh man, I gotta, I gotta back this up." I don't, even, I, don't can't, I can't remember these teams. It's been so long. Now, now yeah. there's all this pressure on me, and yeah, uh, we'll we'll see what happens in the first week back. I think, uh, I think we can get some good winners here. Yeah. Next game we're talking about Arsenal home against West Ham. You can get Arsenal minus two hundred to win to DraftKings. West Ham plus five fifty. Draw is plus three forty. Over two and a half goals, minus 135. Under two and a half goals, plus 105. One of the things I was looking at before this match is the friendlies. West Ham friendlies. They played Cambridge United, Udinese, and Fulham. Arsenal played Lyon, AC Milan, and Juventus. A bit different here. And then you throw in with West Ham. Uh, Moroccan, Moroccan Nayef Aguirre doesn't look like he's going to be able to start following the injury in the World Cup. We'll see where he's at, but they also have guys, uh, pocket uh, return to training, I guess, yesterday, it seems, on Wednesday. So they have guys like that, Declan Rice getting back in training. Um, Cresswell, I think he picked up an issue in, in, uh, in a friendly I guess the big news, though, for Arsenal, what do you think the Gabriel Jesus injury is going to do for them going forward here? And I guess for this match. Yeah, I'm not I'm not. You'll have to remind me how long he's out. I just know he's probably going to miss this one. But I think it was a couple more weeks, right? Oh, he's out like three months. He got knee surgery. Yeah, so he's going to be out for a while. But I mean, it's interesting. Also, they're I mean, they're likely going to start Eddie and Ketcha up front with who is honestly like I thought it was pretty impressive on the stretch last season what he scored i think he finished the season with five five goals or so um and a lot of those came at the end of the season for arsenal so it's like not like and then he he was on the last year of his contract too and decided that he wanted to stay at arsenal and re-sign with them despite yeah. them kind of bringing in a bunch of new players and and specifically you know jesu is going to take his role at forward too so it's like another you <laughs> saw like he's not used to this like put up or shut up type of thing which he pretty much did last at the end of last season so uh, I'm interested. I'm like very intrigued about what he does up front for them. Uh, West Ham have kind of struggled a little bit this season, probably more so than we thought they were going to. They've been okay defensively, but they just can't seem to score. They only have 12 goals in, in uh, what is it, 15 matches. So, you know, I'm no mathematician, I think, but uh, it's less than a goal a game. Um, so I, I think, yeah, Eddie can catch you up front. I mean, they've got, they, Arsenal haven't had any trouble scoring goals this season. And I think just given the supporting cast that they have up front, you know, Martinelli, Saka, uh, Odegaard, and then even some guys off the bench that they should be fine to score goals here. It'll be, you know, I, th- I think in some season-long formats, I went and scooped and catch you like last week. So if you're not into betting and doing some of that, go ahead and do that. Um, but yeah, I still suspect that Arsenal is just like, I did mention that maybe this the break didn't necessarily help them, but I think the way they played and the way that Arsenal's been playing or West Ham have been playing, that I still suspect that Arsenal will take this game. And I'm actually going to put that's actually going to be one of my bets in this match. That's uh, Arsenal minus one and a half. So I expect them to hopefully win by two goals, and that's plus one thirty plus I say one thirty five. So they should have a pretty much full strength lineup aside from that forward, and even there, that's they're pretty. They've got a pretty good fill in there. And and uh, West Ham, you know, as I mentioned, not great from an attacking perspective. So lock that one in for me. Um, and it looks like you're, you're feeling Arsenal too here, uh, according to the graphic. 
Yeah, well, before the show, you know, I'm at, I I put my I do my bets and then I you know I ask Chris for bets and we had the same Arsenal and Manchester City leads bets there. So pretty well, um, which is I don't know if that's a good thing. But I'm a little concerned, I, frankly, but <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Um, so I I went to Arsenal money line and under three and a half goals. That's plus one hundred. So. I, you know, I considered over two and a half, but I think like a two nil win is in play here. I'm not convinced West Ham are going to get a goal. You did mention that, you know, they have 12 goals on the season and we can see in the notes here, uh, Skamaka had a, a knock in the, a recent friendly, uh, what a few days ago last weekend, I guess, and his, and his ankle. So they're dealing with those injuries as well in the attack. So, I mean, it might be Antonio getting another start up there, but Overall, you look at what Arsenal have done at home this season in league play, six home wins, six matches, six wins, 19 goals scored, seven against. And, and, you know, this is back after a break, and that's kind of one of the things I'm looking to bet here. You know, Premier League has been gone for a month and a half, and these home teams, Boxing Day, the home teams are going to have maybe more of an advantage than what they usually have, and that's kind of what I'm going with here. I think Arsenal have enough to win this one by multiple goals. Just fingers crossed that, you know, they don't win 4-1 or this isn't like a 3-1 result. So I'm also taking the the under three and a half. But, I mean, we're still getting plus 100 odds on that. So I think that's that's pretty good value for, you know, this is always – I always say the uh, the game parlays and DraftKings that they, they put together for you – uh, they they always seem to, to get you and maybe reduce the odds a little bit, but um, you know I saw the plus one hundred, so I'll take it. Here you go. It looks like we're both back in our soul here. So uh, if you're on the fade Kits and Wagers podcast, you might want to go West Ham here. Yeah, I, I guess the the one reason you go West Ham is be like, oh well, you know Gabriel Jesus is out, so West Ham have a better chance. But I like I don't know. That's, I don't think that's good enough for a reason. Arsenal got healthier over the break. Like Tomiyasu eventually played uh, in the World Cup. Uh, Smith Rowe is getting on his way back. Zinchenko's getting healthier. So all of their guys that were dealing with injuries, they're a little more fit. So I mean. It's almost like everyone on Arsenal's team is kind of healthy right now outside of Jesus. So I think I think they're going to be fine for this matchup. Yeah, I, I agree with you here. Next one we got. Leeds are home against Manchester City. Leeds are plus 800 to win. Manchester City minus 340. Draws plus 500. Over two and a half goals, minus 240. So over three and a half goals is plus 105. And then under three and a half goals is minus 140. Um, this game is on Wednesday, the 28th. The other games we were talking about were Boxing Day on the 26th. The big news with this, uh, let me get this on the screen here. There are the odds. There's the line movement for everyone. It hasn't really moved very much. But we see all the lead stuff. There is an illness going through camp. There apparently no injury situation for Manchester City, despite all of their guys pretty much going to the World Cup. I guess the big news with Manchester City, they got Kyle Walker back. Kyle Walker, you know, he got healthy over the World Cup, got a few starts for England, so seems like he's fit. That's another boost for Manchester City. I'm not sure they needed another boost. Granted, the last time we saw them, they lost against Brentford. But uh, outside of the illnesses and minor injuries for Leeds, 
Tyler Adams is suspended for this game. The American Tyler Adams is suspended. Not what you want when you're going against Manchester City. So what do you think? What do you think about this match, Chris? I would lock in a total Manchester City domination here. But <laughs> I think, you know, there's a number of factors here, but just look at that injury report. They're going to probably be missing their best midfielder. And uh, that might be a bit of a hyperbole here following the World Cup. But I think, you know, Adams out is a big miss for them against Man City. Uh, they're still missing a, a few other guys. And, you know, a couple players here who are uh, game time decisions too. But City are like completely healthy. Return of Kyle Walker is a pretty big boost for them as well. So that helps. But, uh, yeah, I just think that City, you know, they've returned a lot of guys. They're, they're fit. They've had a ton of time to, to – um, to train and then of course like Erling Holland, you know they just like tighten the screws on the robot. They got his his uh, his different machine like uh, tendencies to to really hone in here. So I, I think they're going to run riot on on Leeds. Um, Leeds given up quite a few goals. They've been bettered here towards the, the tail like towards prior to the World Cup, but given up twenty six goals in in fifteen matches. And City of course are uh, leading the Premier League in goals with forty goals in in fourteen matches. So. Uh, for me, I'm actually going to go and take uh, a total team, uh, Man City team total goals. And that is, I think, do we have it up on the graphic here? Um, what was minus it? Over two, oh, yeah, over two and a half goals was minus 110 here. So I think that Man City are going to score at least three goals and uh, cash that out at minus 110 here. Uh, when you look back at a bit of the historical data, they played twice last season, uh, one in December and one in April. And uh, the first match in December, uh, almost a, bit, a little over a year ago, that game was 7-0 <laughs> Man City. And then you look at the game in April, and that game was um, that game was 4-0. So, um, so, yeah, I just think that uh, there's going to be quite a few goals with the, the 7-0 result and the 4-0 result last year, and City being pretty much fully healthy. So just uh, lock that in for me. Yeah, I was just looking through the numbers. Uh in six away matches, Manchester City have only scored 10 goals, um, which is kind of surprising. But you look at their last couple away matches, 1-0 at Leicester, 1-0 loss at Liverpool. But then they have three goals at Wolverhampton, three goals at Newcastle, two at West Ham. So, I mean, maybe we shouldn't put too much into the away numbers there. Uh, so Leeds, the one time they didn't have Tyler Adams this season, they lost at home. 3-2 against Fulham. Um, I, the, the main thing there is that they did not have Adam Forshaw because he was injured. Adam Forshaw is a pretty good defensive midfielder who's been injured first half of the season. So it's assumed it's going to be Forshaw and Roca in the midfield. I think that'll, you know, that'll help the absence of Adams, but I still think that's relevant going against a pretty much full strength team like Manchester city. Like, I mean, I haven't said Erling Holland's name in a long time because he wasn't in the world cup, but uh, I mean, we could look at, actually, I'm just going to look at his odds right now to score because uh, let me see. I couldn't find them on DraftKings, So you might have to look on FanDuel. I don't think they were quite up yet. Cause we're about six days away from the match on DraftKings. Um, but Come yeah, DraftKings. I know. I was like, they got everything else in there, but not goal scorer odds. Cause it's, I was thinking about that one for my bet, frankly. Uh, but uh, yeah, oh, we can find it in our cheat sheet here. Oh, because oh, it's DraftKings. I still got them up. Yeah, man, unbelievable. It's got to be. It's got to be like close, to like minus like one seventy five, one two minus two hundred, maybe. I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, if Man City are over two, I mean, he could be close to, it could be over minus 200. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I'd, you'd have to like bat like plus two goals or more for him probably to <laughs> yeah. even get close to uh, plus odds. All right, so you're taking over two and a half goals, as as we said. Uh, I also had this bet, but I also had a backup plan here. Manchester City money line up to the 30th minute as plus 120. I mean, it's, it's kind of the same idea. It's just that Manchester City are going to get an early goal, and they're going to be winning after 30 minutes. Uh, pretty simple. I've gone with this bet a couple times this season. Um, I may have gone with it against Brentford. Clearly, that one didn't work, but... Um, yeah, this is uh, Manchester City are better than Leeds. I don't know. I mean, what time is this match? Let's. What time is this match? Is this going to be under the lights here on Wednesday, or is this? It's uh, a great question. Um, I mean, I'm not sure how much that'll matter for Leeds, but yeah, it'll be it'll be a night game for them. So the fans will be going crazy. Maybe that helps Leeds a little bit. We'll see. I'm not sure how much it's going to help, but this is Manchester City we're talking about. So they're going to have 60-plus percent possession. They're going to have Holland against what has been maybe one of the worst back lines in the league this season. I wonder if, you know, they figured some things out because Luke Ayling's healthy now. He played in their in their friendly, I think, on Wednesday. So maybe he's going to be in the starting 11 again. We'll see. But uh, me and Chris are going with the same kind of route here. A little so, bit of group, group think on the Kits and Waiters pod this week, yeah. unfortunately. Or fortunately, I don't know. Fortunately. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, so what do we got here? We got World Cup final picks. No, that's not what we want. That is not what we want. All right, so our, what's it called? Staff bets. No, not staff bets. Team parlay. I'm figuring it out. I'm figuring it out. Team parlay. You know, we're going to cut it, and then I forgot to I forgot to figure our, our backup segment. But So we're back with the team parlay. And, Chris, I guess we're both going to this Brentford-Tottenham match. Uh, what are your thoughts on Brentford Tottenham here as we we look at the projected 11s for these teams? Yeah, my thoughts are that um, this game had the best double chance odds um, that were closest to plus odds. And I kind of like I looked at it last year. Uh, I think Brentford tied uh, Tottenham back in April 0-0. They did lose the other game um, in um, that was in February, I guess in December, too. But I think, you know, they, they can do it. 
they can compete with Tottenham. We've seen it and uh, tied them the last game. So I like the du- the double chance was minus one ten. Did I say so? Pretty close to plus odds, and you know you combine that with whatever corner bet you probably did. We'll get <laughs> we'll get decent odds here. Um, you know, there's there's a couple question marks for Brentford. Definitely missing a couple guys, but not like any of their key pieces. Like, uh, oh, I'm I mean I'm interested to see what the heck happens with Ivan Tony over time. But yeah. uh, assuming he plays this game, uh, they should be fine. But yeah, no real. I mean, Rodrigo Bentenker, I think, and Richarlison are out for Tottenham. So a couple probably starters. I don't know. Maybe not Richarlison. Tough to tough to say on that one. But uh, yeah, I think Brentford can at least maybe get a draw out of this match. A uh, win might be tough, but I think just given that, I'm going to take the double chance of minus 110. Yeah, uh, Ivan Perisic as well. Unclear if uh, – I don't think I've seen him back in training. Yeah, it would be a pretty quick turnaround, I feel like, for Perisic to what he played on Saturday. And I mean, he about... went like 90 in every Croatian match. So yeah, I feel like they might give him a little time off. Yeah, so they started Doherty at left wing back – in yesterday's friendly and Wednesday's friendly. So like, we're not going to get, if we don't get Parasich, we don't get Richarlison, we don't get Bettenker. We have this lineup and then we have Brentford. Uh, I always like Brentford beginning of seasons after a break. Thomas Frank always has his team juiced up, always had, has the fans ready to go at home. Uh, so yeah, I, I like your, your double chance minus minus one ten, And that's kind of where my thoughts are for this game. My bet is Brentford to have more corners than Tottenham. In the first half, that's plus 155. I like the odds there, and we put those together. It's plus 386, but I just think Brentford are going to come out, and they're going to put the pressure on Tottenham. I think that's going to result in a few corners. And, again, this is the same idea of I'm not going to bet on the entire match because, you know, what if Brentford get the early goal and then Tottenham are pushing the entire second half and they rack up corners in the second half. So, that's why I'm betting only in the first half. So just as a reminder of these corner bets, first half corner bets, not full game corner bets, but plus 386 odds. You know, if we hit this, somehow we're going to be in the positive uh, on the season, even though Could we're 411 right now. Yeah. Could be huge. Yeah. You got any other thoughts here uh, on, on uh, boxing day, game week 17, of of the Premier League, I mean, I'm just looking through these rosters, and it's like, man, it's good to see, it's good to see you guys back. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's my sentiment. Good to be back on the show here, and obviously, uh, it's going to be another long slog till May here for the Premier League um, post World Cup. Yeah, just excited to see, going to you know maybe watch a couple of these games, and hopefully, uh, we come back and uh, have won a couple of these bets. Yeah, well, I guess I got, we got to mention Chris is going down to Argentina to celebrate the Argentinian World Cup victory. So probably won't be with us for a couple shows here, but yeah, yeah, I'm gonna miss a couple shows. But uh, you know, it's, I'm gonna be doing like primary research, you know, on how to celebrate with an Argentinian. So um, you know, maybe I get into some Allbacks and and uh, some. <laughs> Some Argentinian beef. If you don't so. come back with a messy kit, I'm gonna be disappointed. Oh, there's, I maybe a quarter zip, maybe a yeah. messy kit. We need Messi. We need McAllister. I mean, we're gonna be. I'm gonna become a Brighton fan here after after McAllister won the world, yeah. world won the World Cup here. Yes. Um, and his I, Instagram posts. If you didn't see those, uh. <laughs> yeah, he's wild. 
Maybe an Emmy Martinez uh, goalkeeper jersey. That man <laughs> yeah. is out of pocket. Love it. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, Emmy Martinez probably will not start on Boxing Day. Uh, Robin Olsen probably going to start for Aston Villa against Liverpool. So uh, that's something to watch out for before betting. Yeah. Uh, make sure you look at those lineups before betting. Always the uh, the number one thing here before putting in some bets. But thanks for watching, Kits and Wagers. Happy holidays to everyone. We'll be we'll be back at some point. Chris will be going to Argentina. I'm going to be traveling through snowstorms, so we'll see when Kits and Wagers will be going on. We'll see when we get the DFS shows. Um, no schedule. I, I I can't look that far in advance. Um, yes. You know, taking taking some days off after the World Cup. But, Chris, enjoy the holidays. Enjoy those Christmas cookies. Uh, I'm going to come back uh, like a, a fat loaf. <laughs> too many cookies. Yeah, me too. I, got, I signed up for an indoor soccer league. The first game is January Tuesday, January 3rd. So it's like right after 10 days of traveling for me, right after I'm stuffing my face. 10 straight, two straight weeks. Um, I'm going to be playing indoor <laughs> soccer. So I can't wait for that. But yeah, um, Chris, see you in a couple weeks and, uh, you know, have fun in Argentina. Say hi to Thanks. Messi. Say hi to the Argentina squad for us. Thanks, Adam. Cheers. Whether you're a world class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well being and proper recovery for top notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.